happening. Don't mind me, folks. That is how you should heat up the Titan. You want to feel little next to it. Because then when you actually hit it, you feel like you conquered something. You don't want to stand above it as you heat it. You want to give yourself the perspective as if you are going to uh, climb this mountain. Figure it out. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 78 of the podcast. I need this podcast today. I need to relax, need to smoke a bunch of hash, need to vent. But today we have a fun episode. We're going to look at an original 2013 Double Diffuse. This is the third one ever made. We're going to talk about the changes side by side, hear the sound, take some dabs through it. Um, got the Titan on the table because I took a dab through it the other night with the Slurpee, and it was awesome. Great airflow, so we'll do a dab on that, talk about it. Um, threatened uh, another passenger on an airplane. We got lots of stuff to talk about today, so it's going to be a good, fun episode. So uh, kick back, relax, you know, roll a joint, pack a bong, heat up your nail, whatever you preferred way of smoking. But before we get into the episode real quick, don't forget to check out bmsglass.com. Sign up for that newsletter. Right now, also too, at Ridge Wallet or Ridge.com. You can get 15% off your Ridge Wallet for the holidays, so it's an extra 5% above our 10% normal that we're given. And the Evan Shore Slurpee, the RBR version that's a little longer, has an RBR engraved on the neck and a bear paw on the main uh, chamber of the nail, uh, the bucket part. Those are available now on their website. I think it's Sun Dwellers Glass, but the link is right in the bio on my Instagram. So let's, uh, my dab's just about ready. Take a quick dab here and get going because I have a lot of good hash on the table. I got some Fatso, I got some Cowboy Kush, I got some Fortismo, I got some ice cream. I got some White Legends OG and some Sour Papaya. So I got a lot of good flavors on the table. Gonna smoke a bunch of hash today and just try to get back on track here. This last year has been hell for my family, but you know, all things do come to an end and they have. So it's time to start getting our shit back on track, get back to our normal lives and try to get back into feeling good like we used to with all of our giveaways and everything else we do at Bear Mountain Studios. I think my dad right just died. That's crazy. <coughs> Did it die? <coughs> oh yeah, it's a little battery. <coughs> Whatever. Fuck, that's not good, guys. We need to know what the temp our dabs are. I didn't. I didn't uh, charge that. That's okay though. We'll fucking just uh, <coughs> we'll figure it out. Really, what I'll do is, is here's your trick with your dab, right? Or any um temperature reader if it's almost dead heat up your nail let it sit for as long as possible and check the temp right before you're about to hit it that way you can save some of that battery at least that's what i'm going to do this episode or attempt to do so that i can get some decent temp dabs that was perfect though that was some fortismo from green dot oh the cross on that is a uh, crescendo times hsb the turp profile is uh, 98 octane 98 octane times dumpster funk so you know it's good. Um, oh my goodness. Man, what a fucking week. Had to go back to New York to uh, do a funeral, visit with some family, start cleaning out grandma's house. Um, and it was uh, definitely an eye-opener. Fucking upstate New York is a mess right now, guys. I can't even believe I, I I've only been back twice in the last eight years. That's where I was born and raised. Man, the area is looking rough. Um, hopefully things get better for the folks in upstate New York. A lot of the buildings, at least in the areas I was in, in Syracuse and parts of like the outskirts of like suburbs of Syracuse and stuff, just looking a little rough. So uh, hopefully things get a little better for the folks up there because it's kind of a bummer to see so many places that I used to go to as a kid now kind of run down or condemned. Kind of a bummer. But one positive thing about the trip, I found this in Grandma's house. This is an original 2013 Double Diffuse. This is the third one ever made, and this is a collab with my wife because back in 2013, Cassandra used to make lots of tentacles and like octopus stuff and so this was one of the uh, pieces we did together and I was so stoked to see it and get it back because um, I never smoked this piece um, and it's just like a cool piece of history because me and my wife only did five of the tentacle double diffuse they were the first five ever made and uh, to have one of them is just really special 
and I'm excited to get to smoke it and stuff today too. I cannot believe I did not charge my dab right. Um, yeah, I've been trying to let my nail cool a little extra before I dunk it in the alcohol. Had some people giving me some good pointers. Uh, I've never been too worried about the quartz, but I did explode a couple of those uh, ruby little like pearls in there. I threw them in the um, alcohol when they were a little too hot and they cracked. So that gave me a little warning. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll be a little more careful with the quartz. Cannot believe I broke my slurper fucking two weeks ago. Still haven't told my wife. She has no idea. She hasn't asked about it. We've just been smoking the Slurpee, which is fine. I love the Slurpee. It's perfect. But we still spent a lot of money on that Slurper. And my wife's going to wonder where it is eventually because it was like 700 bucks or something like that. They're expensive. And that was a deal. I'm pretty sure most people resell them for like 1000 bucks or something. Um, but yeah, I was stoked to be able to get this piece back in the collection. Such a special one. A lot of memories in it. It's uh, very similar to like when you have a piece that you used to sesh with your friends when you were younger. And when you see it sitting in the closet or something, you haven't smoked it in years. But you remember all those funny times hanging out with that group of friends, smoking that specific piece. Same thing with this. I just remember all the times me and my wife early on being so like excited yet terrified that we were pursuing this craft and just trying to find our way. And it's so cool to see that this design, I'm still making it today. I've made literally like probably a hundred different designs over the last eight years. If you've been following me for the past couple years, you're really predominantly seeing the RBR design, but I had a, quite the variety of designs. Um, <clears throat> the RBR is one that actually stuck around for, a, it's still here. It's still being refined. It's still being made better and better every single day. Um, but man, it's a, uh, it's crazy to see the progression and smoke both of them side by side. I'm gonna take a dab through this one in a second. I'm just letting my nail soak. Um, I feel lucky that one of these early pieces lasted like over eight years. Like this is an eight year old piece right here. doesn't sound that old, but, um, shit. I'm only 30, so it's our 31, so it's almost a third of my life old, so it's fairly old. It's pretty cool to just have that in the fucking collection. And yeah, I remember when me and my wife first made this piece, like, I was so hyped up on this one because this was the third one. The first two we did, we did in, like, normal colorways that we had been just playing around with with Frit, which was, like, Aqua Azul and Canary Yellow Faded Frit uh, Double Diffuse, and then the other one was... Uh, dragon's blood and i think it had like a little bit of onyx in there so it was like red and black and uh, those are the first couple we did and then this third one i just thought was so cool because we had this jade white from this is like jade white china tubing and i was like well if we do it white and then because like i saw her make um i think it was either a pendant or a set of earrings for another like collector that was like the pink with the white and the black and i was like we gotta do a fucking rig like that so fun early on when like you're just first starting and like everything's exciting even to fucking just doing basic shit to like being able to like collab with your partner wife husband friend whatever it is for you but for me like I was I'm lucky that my wife started this craft with me and we were able to work together I wish she still blew glass um I think she's gonna start blowing glass again though here hopefully this next year uh this past year's been so hard on her that she's just been working non-stop taking care of the baby and handling um family stuff so <clears throat> I hope that she can get back into glass blowing though, because my wife was a skilled glass blower. She's like really good with the sculpting and things like that. So I'd love to see her get back into it. Maybe do some more limited edition collabs with my wife. That'd be fun. Um, talking about like different designs and stuff. Me and my wife are talking about doing a drop of 10 to 12 pieces, but every single piece be a different uh, style pipe. Um, and none of them be RBRs or anything like RBR. Just do like 10 or 12, like do like basically a like one of one prototype kind of drop where I make really unique each piece like super super different like really way different than my normal style and just like give people a little taste of just like prototype stuff but also like a unique drop to just I don't know just display like function and concept like a prototype concept drop kind of thing I don't know so I think we're going to do that in the beginning of uh next year because we're going to do this uh Christmas drop and then I might do a small New Year's beginning of January drop. And then I think we might do that 10 different like piece drop. That way I give my guys some time to build up some material and stuff. Cause I've been just fucking eating through the material so fast that they've been prepping. Fuck man. Next year, 2022, that's the year of expanding the team. That's the year we get more people working with us. Need to find more preppers and, just just help so that my guys can do other things too but also it's because i'm fucking using all the material they're making so quick um even with two guys prepping i'm just like crushing through the material 
And it's really because every time our material gets nice, we find a way to make it nicer. So now everything's like sleeved in a thin layer clear, which is like a whole nother step that adds hours to every single little section of prep. It adds hours. So literally Cormac has basically just been sleeving tubing full time now, not full time, part time for the last like fucking month and a half, two months. Um, he, he hasn't been doing like the blowouts or anything like Keymaster uh, Brandon's been doing all the blots and Cormac's been pulling them down the lathe and sleeving them with clear, making sure they're perfect wall weight and juicy. And then I take it and turn it into pieces. But yeah, now that we're putting even more time into the prep, basically I used to get more prep like a month ago or two months ago, but now I have less prep and the guys are working more hours because we're making the prep even nicer. But that's, isn't that always the goal though, is to kind of just like find ways you can constantly improve what you're doing. So it's gonna sometimes certain things are gonna take longer, other things will be quicker, but that's totally fine. So yeah, next year <clears throat> definitely need to probably find another person to do blowouts. I have one guy I've talked to; he's on the top of my list. I just don't know if he's still gonna be available when I ask him if he wants to work for me. You know what I mean? Like you could talk to someone and then like six months later say, "Hey, we have that opportunity," and they're like, "Hey, I already got a job or whatever." So I have one guy in mind; he's first in line because he's already come and interviewed and hung out with the team, and everyone likes him here. Um, but I have to see if he's actually going to be available when the opportunity is open. So <clears throat> we'll see how that goes. But then we also need to find a, not just a prep guy, but we need to add some people to the accessory. I want to make a little team of accessory makers so I can have help with accessory drops because there's so many people that just want like shit like spinner caps or like slurper sets or just whatever. I mean, drop downs, fucking ash catchers, all that kind of stuff. I, First, we'll start with just like nail accessories, like caps and stuff. But I'd like to build an accessory team that can kind of help me um, provide accessories for customers who already own work that aren't looking for a new piece. They're just looking to like add stuff to their current like um, set or collection they're building. Lots of ideas and it's time to start executing them now that all this family shit is uh, coming to a close. Thankful for it. Kind of an intense, depressing trip, but... It had to happen. Um, man, it's like, I feel like when I started like blowing glass, like my life kind of became like a haze. Like I, I just, I'm always so focused on like working and then like I'm smoking the whole time, this and that, and the years are just ticking by. And then like you go home and you forget you had this whole other life. And I don't know if any of the other folks out there experience that, like for anyone that's moved away or want to wait for college or anything like that, sometimes you forget who you were or what your life was before you were moved to this new place. And then you go back to your hometown and visit and stuff. And you're like, Oh my God, I forgot like all these memories or all these, all these little events that happened around this town that defined my early life that like things that maybe made me so sad or things that made me so happy. Like now they're not even really part of my day to day. And I didn't remember them until I went home and saw all these places. So, you know, it's good and bad. It was nice to like, just get back there and remember, you know, the roots where we started. Um, but it's, like I said, it's tough to see areas that you grew up in not doing great financially, like uh, economy wise and shit like that. I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, but after this dab, I'll, I'll, I'll start talking about it now though, as we heat it up and shit. So real quick, we'll just get out of the way before I get too stoned. Um, I want to talk about this on here because I feel like such an idiot and I feel like the more I talk about it, the less anxiety I have about it and I can kind of just move past it. So let's talk about it on here. Um, had an incident on a plane and uh, let me preface the story. Like at the end of the day, I'm, I was wrong. I feel like an idiot. That's why I'm embarrassed. Um, in my entire life, I've never threatened someone or lashed out at someone. This is the first person in 31 years that I ever threatened. I don't swear at people. Usually I'm just very calm and I try to find a solution that, you know, everyone's like at least somewhat like content or satisfied. I like try to think about other people's point of view before I say things. Um, and this, and in this example that I'm going to tell you, I did none of those things. And I'm convinced the reason that I acted the way I did was because I was too rested. I was sober and well-fed. Um, Cause I was telling my producer before this, before we get into the story, usually I keep myself nice and sapped for energy. I keep myself sleep deprived, super high on hash and um, a bit hungry. You wouldn't know by my physique, but 
I do those things because I like to like sap my energy a little bit because I'm an intense person. So I was sober, well rested, and I was shooting through a tube at 35,000 feet. So I was feeling some type of way. So it was a four hour flight from uh, New York back to Colorado. Um, at about two and a half hours, my daughter, my little three year old, she had to go pee. So she got up to go to the bathroom. When she did, her elbow hit the back of someone's seat and the person turned around and just looked at us. We're like, okay. And I was like, sorry about that. She has to go to the bathroom. Then when she came back from the bathroom and she was climbing into her seat again, she hit the seat again. Now this is because this person's seat was so far back. Um, and whatever. So he turned around. He's like, we good? And I was like, we're good, dude. Sorry about that. She just came back from going to the bathroom. Now, at this point in my head, I'm a bit irritated because I'm like, we've been on the plane for two and a half hours. My daughter hasn't cried once. She's just sat and like played her little games, watched her shows on her iPad. She's been quiet. She hasn't been crying, screaming. She hasn't been kicking people's seats, having fits. She's just been chill. I'm like, so I'm getting kind of irritated because I'm like, why are you being so like, why is this guy being such like a dick about this? And like anyone that got up to go to the bathroom would hit your seat like that if you're reclined, like it's going to happen. Like it's not like... We're trying to fuck up your day, dude. So I was getting a little bit angry. And then in my head, I was like, if this guy turns around again, I'm going to have to, I'm going to say something to him, which I never do. Never. Literally. It's not, I don't do that. This, <sighs> well, I, you know, and it's really how I said this next thing is why it was an issue. So, but to be clear, what I said, I said it so quietly that not even the people next to him heard it. And everyone at the end of the flight was like, man, what a great flight. Your daughter was so good, yada, yada, yada. Um, but basically, when this guy turned around the third time because my daughter rolled her ankle in New York and she wanted to take her shoe off because her foot was a little swollen, it was hurting. So she took her shoe off and when she took it off, she flicked it and the shoe hit the back of the chair. And he turned around again and before he could say anything, I said, if you turn around again, I'm gonna follow you off the plane and fuck you up. And then I was like, oh, and then he immediately hit the red button, called the fucking lady over, um, stewardess. And then she was like, okay, I'll call the air marshals. And uh, do you need us to escort you, like, you know, back to your uh, car and then, like, do a report with him? And it was a whole thing. Long story short, I apologized because I was completely in the wrong. But I didn't, no one made me apologize. I did it on my own accord. I, I When the lady walked away to go get whoever she was going to get, I apologized to him. I was like, hey, I'm coming home from a funeral, dealing with some shit. That wasn't fair to you and your partner. I really apologize for lashing out like that. I never do this kind of thing. <coughs> and he was like, oh, he was like, it's fine. I accept your apology. We're good. And I was like, sweet. And then he turns around again. He's like, you know, He's like, I would have just moved my seat up. And I was like, I know you would have. I was like, I'm sorry. I was, I was attacking you for, you know, something I'm dealing with or whatever. But really it was because I was just fucking well rested. Not, I was not, I was sober. I was rested. It was all the things that a normal person needs to function. If I have all those things, I feel like I have less control over my reactions and emotions. I'm, I'm much better to react if I'm exhausted, high and hungry I just because I'm just like trying to I'm just my systems are only functioning to keep myself alive at that point like I'm just trying to remember to breathe trying to remember just two steps or one step in front of the other whatever when I'm all well rested I start think I start thinking that you know I'm important too and then that's a problem because then I start getting sassy um but yeah I've never done anything like that it was so embarrassing then I just sat in the plane for the last hour just embarrassed felt like a fucking idiot yeah because I wasn't going to fuck anyone up, but I've never gotten like that. And I think it was because like my, it was with my daughter. It was because I have my three-year-old next to me. She's feeling uncomfortable because this guy. And I was like, I want to fucking kill someone right now because they're making my daughter uncomfortable and they're turning around and she's been the sweetest little girl. She could have been hell like five, six rows back. There's babies screaming and stuff. My kid was being so goddamn good. And I'm like, dude, this is a fucking blessing. You're lucky this kid right now isn't freaking out. But at the end of the day, my daughter hit his seat. I reacted poorly towards him, so I'm in the wrong, is what it is. What can you do? We all uh, have our moments, don't we? Wow, I'm going to take another dab through this because I, I didn't really talk about it. I just like slammed a dab through it. but Still makes a nice little tornado. It's just like a really skinny tornado um, because of the diameter of the holes in the piece. But still, like functions pretty damn good. I made this piece... Um, 
So I started, I got my first torch in April, 2013 and started like working like constantly on glass. Oh, and also too, we have uh, some guys working on our house and some construction here. So my dogs might be barking a bit and shit cause they'll hear bangs then they'll freak out. You'll just hear dog barks, which I do apologize for. Um, but yeah, like <clears throat> I got my uh, torch in April, 2013. And then like, uh, I think it was late, like beginning of summer. So it was probably like June 20th or June 25th, somewhere around there. Um, I made this piece with my wife. I, I started making like these recyclers pretty quick just cause I knew what I wanted to do. And I just focused on one thing. I wasn't like all over the place. Like I was tempted to be all over the place, but I knew I was like, <clears throat> um, rationally where I was at my life at that point, I was working full time as a, um, like construction worker, or landscaper. So I was like waking up every day at five 30 in the morning. So I had to be the shop by 6am so we could load up the trucks and get to the jobs by seven 38. And I was working like 12 hour days, super hard labor jobs. And then I would go home, blow glass. So I knew I was like, Hey, I want to blow glass and learn the art, but I also have to be responsible for this and realize I need to focus on one thing so I can try to make something I can actually sell so that I can pay to learn how to do this because my money's tight. I'm working my ass off construction and it's like just it's hard work and I'm tired all the time from it. And I just need to have, there needs to be some sort of goal with glass so that I'm able to keep learning. Cause I wasn't going to be able to keep learning it unless I was able to pay for material and time. And you'd be like, well, we were working construction. Why don't you pay for that? I was like, well, that was paying for all my bills and shit. Like I was barely making it. <clears throat> and, um, but yeah, so, you know, for me, like I tried to focus on one thing for a, a bit, which was just recyclers and a few different ones. I had like four recyclers I was making. This was one of the four. Each one was, very different and I was like one of these hopefully catches hopefully people like one of these well for the first five years or so from like 2013 well maybe say first three years I would say from 2013 to 2016 majority of people were focused on like all the other recyclers I was making and not so much um the bell recycler the bell recycler was like the introductory level piece which it still is um but it wasn't like the main piece people were going for but after the refinement of this piece in like late 2016, early 2017, um, it started catching people's eye because I was doing a lot of dev videos through these things back then. I was posting like two or three dev videos a day trying to get people's attention, be like, hey, look, it, it works. It, it spins water and you can smoke it and it's semi-affordable. Um, but definitely crazy to see how far they've come and just, I don't know, fucking in the beginning, I definitely focused on like making recyclers and I'm still doing the same thing till this day. But also that's why I want to do this drop in the beginning of 2022 of just like 10 or 12, just completely different pieces. Maybe not recyclers. There'll definitely be recyclers in there. I can't, I mean, I would say half will probably be recyclers, just like unique shit though, like different stuff, um, that I don't typically do. And they all have qualities that will be like, Oh, Evan made the piece, but I don't think they'll look like anything you've seen me do before. So um, I'm trying to decide now if we're going to do color, just keep it all clear so that they're more affordable because color might get kind of expensive. Um, and then it's also more expensive for me and hard for me to pull it all off because, you know, more risk with color ship breaks and you have to reprep color it takes adds days onto the build. So, um, I might do them in clear that way I can keep them, uh, more affordable and, uh, you see all the function cause they're going to be about the function and definitely about the aesthetic too, but it's always function first here. Uh, let me dip this real quick. Clean that. Yeah, I'm fucking Thanksgiving's next week. It's coming up. I'm fucking excited. That's I was like I was saying, that's my favorite holiday. I talked about it enough last episode, but it really is. I'm super excited to just hang out with the family all day and not feel pressured to work. There's only certain days that I don't pressure myself to work, and it's like Thanksgiving and then like usually Christmas. Not because of a religious thing or anything like that, just because of the nostalgia of it. As a kid, I always like remember just like hanging out and fucking your pajamas and eating food and opening presents and stuff. It was fun, and uh, I try not to lose that because I really like that shit. And it wasn't even so much the presents or anything or the food. It was just everyone, you know, usually seemed like even because even the grumpiest people in your family, you know, sometimes that would be the day they were like kind of chill and having a decent day, or they just weren't making a ruckus. They were just quietly sitting in a chair somewhere but hanging out with everybody fucking crazy crazy growing up my wife one thing she said when we were in new york she was like i do wish we were closer to family so estelle was able to grow up around family like we did but then i tried to remind her that um we only ever saw our family on holidays and we lived three miles down the road from them 
So it was like, it doesn't matter. Like, if you want to do that, then we'll just go home for the holidays. But then she thought about going home for the holidays. And she was like, no, I think I'm just like, I like the idea of it more than actually like doing it or whatever. I don't know. I think a lot of us grew up on Disney movies. So we have this warped uh, perspective that like, you're supposed to have like these Christmases with all these family and all these things and everyone's happy. And you know, that's not everyone's situation. Some people's Christmas are like your two best friends and their cousin. It's just like random people that come together to just hang out and spend some time with, you know, some other people. Um, <clears throat> I feel like that like storybook Disney shit is few and far between. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that experience that, but that's not what's going on in my family or my wife's family. It's, um, we want that though we're like oh we grew up on those disney movies let us get that like storybook christmas and storybook thanksgiving and shit but we make the best of everything and we love our time together and shit but you guys i'm sure a lot of you folks listen know how that shit goes especially after the last fucking couple years it's been a holiday's been weird i'm gonna take one more dab on this so maybe we can talk a little bit more on the function and sound these old rbrs sound so different than the new ones um I gotta take this out of there. Sounds like a fucking laser fight or someone like shooting proton torpedoes or some shit. Here's a 2021. More of like a rumble and purr. It just sounds like some nice exhaust, but these older ones sound like fucking like laser battles or some shit. smoke too much already the sound is always an interesting part for me though because when you pull on so many different pieces and function test so many different things the sound becomes one of the judgments of like how it's like functioning and pulling and stuff so i always like to hear the sound of a rig too like this nail heated up <clears throat> man the turps are so good right now i think i'm gonna get into some of this uh I Scream, which is two of my favorite strains mixed together. It's the I-95 times the Screamin' OG. Screamin' OG from Green Dot is uh, like absurd. It was back in the day, like such crazy hash, so gassy. Love the Screamin' OG. Um, and what do they say the Terp profile is? Gas, mothballs, fabric softener. And this ice cream, it tastes like heavy, like some like gasoline fabric softener. It's nuts. Like the exhale, it's like, whoa, how does that taste like like a dryer sheet or some shit? I don't even know. And you might be like, ew, why would that be good? And it's like, I don't know why it's good. It just is. It's a weird terp. <sighs> I got my wife's car all like, like, redone and cleaned up for her birthday she's had this car for like six years and she's really taking care of it it has like forty-five thousand miles on it so it's like low mile i mean low mileage to us i would say 45 is pretty low for a six-year-old vehicle but we've taken care of it and never had any issues with it so like i was like oh do you want to trade it in and maybe get like a little bit newer vehicle <clears throat> and she didn't want to she loves her car and she's like i'm not trying to like have another car payment because we like we're just about to pay this car off we've had been paying out for six years i bought this car before i ever made an rbr um it's just it's a it's, it's just an a4 it's nothing crazy but it's still like it's a nice car for us like we never thought we'd have like an, an a4 or an audi or anything like that but i bought it like six years ago pre-rbr i bought it i bought my house pre-rbr too everything i bought was with my early recyclers like when i was making all the different shit which is kind of crazy a lot of people might think oh he started making rbrs and then he found success it's like well i actually i bought my house and did i did all like the big scary stuff before i made an rbr like before they were selling like and having the support that they have right now but yeah i got my wife's car like just like redone like and cleaned up like scratches removed and like header wheels powder coated so they look new because they're a little beat up from six years of parking um so that way her car that she loves so much can just look new again or newish you know what i mean as new as you can make a, a vehicle look that use, uses a daily oh my god i forgot this fucking thing is dead this is gonna be rough some of these last few dabs are gonna be funky 
I'm going to make it work because I just hit it once and it barely even, even turned on. I'm trying to think where the charger is, um, which wouldn't really matter anyways. Well, I could plug it in right there for like the next rant. And if it charged for like three minutes, I'd have battery for a second. Um, so I think the charger might be right behind me right here. So I might just take a quick, a quick peek. If you guys don't mind, you're just going to have to you can see my back of my sweater for a second. Yeah, I got it right here. All right, and I got a USB fucking port right here. Right, my... Sick. Don't mind me, folks. Sorry about this. There. Okay. Plug in the dab right. Oh, my God. I'm doing high shit right now. Doing high shit. It's happening. You guys ever just do too much weed and then you start doing high shit? All right. Sweet. Let that charge for just a second. I wonder if you can turn it on while it's plugged in. Cause that'd be pretty dope. Does that work? Sick. We're right at temp. Um, hell yeah. See, we're solving problems here together folks today. And that's what I like about this. This is nice. I feel good that I talked about my, uh, Dumb shit I did. Oh, I should have picked a hash that was easier to pick up for this. This it's right attempt. Oh god. This shit is crazy. The way hash looks nowadays. I'm just gonna have to get some close-ups of this stuff for you guys because there's some good-looking hash right here. Well, I smoke it all. I don't just smoke rosin. I buy both because <coughs> I like all of it. <coughs> I like to switch it up. It's probably going to be hard to see on camera, but it's just like this like skinny bubble tornado. Wow. It's so weird to smoke something that I made so long ago before I even knew what was possible with glass blowing. When I made this piece, I was just addicted to doing it, just like I am today. But now I have goals because I, I have an idea of what I'm capable of. But back then, I, I didn't know what I was capable of. I was just like, I'm trying this. Oh, this is like really cool. I really like doing this. <clears throat> It'd be cool if people. It'd be cool. Sorry about that one second. Hey, Ben. Like I said, there was going to be a moment where there'd be some barking. There's some construction happening. You almost done, guys. These are going down for a second. Because I am like so stoned from that dab. Whoa. Wow. Bane. Holy fuck. My guy. Oh, here's all the people talking. He's like, friends? Whatever, we'll just talk through it. It is what it is. Anytime I listen back to the podcast, the dog barks are always way quieter on the mic than um, they are in person for some reason. So <clears throat> we'll figure it out. But yeah, back when I made this piece, I had no like idea of like what I was capable of or what was going to go. I just loved what I was doing. This is better. This is better. Yeah, instead of, okay. instead of barking, you're going to do that. Can you go lay down, please? I love you, buddy, but you're blowing it. Um, so it was just almost like such a more like, uh, free and like, I don't even think innocence is the right word, but free time of glass blowing where I just didn't know what the, you know, what I was capable of or what was going to happen. It was just exciting. I was like every, every weld I tried was like a new fucking like path or a new, like, I don't know, fucking like, I keep wanting to say expedition because I feel like I'm so stoned that I feel like I'm on an expedition right now. That's how stoned I am. Holy shit. But yeah, that was, that's for me in the beginning of glass. That's what it was. It was just, everything was so exciting in the beginning. Like everything I wanted to try every, every different shape or weld or like, I wanted to try to put a perk in like this. And it was all just so addicting. Like I couldn't even sleep at night. Cause I was like, I can't wait to get home from landscaping and working all day tomorrow so I can work on my torch. Like, 
I was working as many hours as I am now, but even harder. Back then was way harder because fucking physical labor. Like, I'm in my studio. I'm working hard, but, like, I get to, like, eat good food and smoke hash and, like, listen to podcasts and work. But when you're fucking, like, a landscaper or construction worker, I don't care where you are or what you're listening to. If you're carrying shingles up and down ladders, like, it sucks. Like, it doesn't matter how you cut it. It sucks. If you're fucking painting on a 40-foot extension ladder on the side of a white building with the sun just reflecting off it and blinding you it sucks there's nothing there's nothing you can listen it's not chill so that's an exhausting job carrying brick laying brick pavers for hours moving marble and shit i don't care if you have an excavator or a wheelbarrow you still gotta lay the brick it's fucking hard this is a great job and my point is i was so addicted to it even after that hard labor i wanted to get home from working so i get turn that torch on and just try shit. It was so addictive and it still is, but it's different now. Cause I've been doing it for over eight years. I have like a family, a mortgage, there's certain goals and things we want to achieve and investments for the business. And we don't take out credit. So we actually save our money and invest in ourselves. And, um, for now anyways, <clears throat> until I, you know, I would do like more risky like stuff like we in the beginning we definitely took out like loans and shit to like fake it till we make it oh my god and like I paid all that shit off luckily but for the first like four or five years it was pretty crazy it was like we were every time we got paid like all of it was being spent just to keep the business going and keep our house it was just crazy it's always so stressful waiting for like checks when you're doing wholesale orders and stuff and like you, you send out the order and you're like or you're like waiting for checks and it's the same for the shops like shops will pay and then they're waiting for the glass it's stressful for them too it's for everyone it's stressful just having money tied up is stressful you know um <clears throat> but yeah i hated waiting for checks that was always like so shitty we'd be like okay like we have to pay this bill and we have no money hopefully that check comes in soon yeah those were the days um <clears throat> grateful for those days though i definitely learned a lot of uh, humility and uh I learned a lot of ways to keep myself calm in stressful situations and be productive so that I don't add to the uh, stress or issues. You know, I only want to contribute in a positive way. That's what I always tell myself anyways. Then there's other times where I'm sober, rested, and I threaten to kill, beat someone up or whatever, which I would never do. I'm a very friendly, sensitive person. I wouldn't hit anybody. I'd feel horrible. I felt horrible after I was rude to him and then apologized. Like, it's like I'd feel really shitty if I hit someone. Um, so maybe I'm just super selfish cause I don't want to feel bad. I don't know. Cause it depends how you cut it. Wow. That fucking ice cream though. That was strong. Maybe it's like, cause I don't smoke a lot of BHO or diamonds or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Hydrocarbon extract sauce, um, HT and diamonds. I don't even know anymore. I feel old, but like anything, it's a little bit different than the rosin. That shit always hits me hard these days, which I kind of like because it's more affordable and it's super tasty. And I'm like, wow, one dab of that fucking BHO and I feel super stoned. Very efficient when you don't smoke it frequently. But back in the day, I used to smoke mason jars full of fucking diamonds and shit. And like they wouldn't, there was a point where I feel like I could not get super stoned. And then I took a break from hash when my daughter was born and I was just smoking little bits of flour and then my tolerance went way down. And I think my tolerance is at the perfect level right now. And that's what I'm going to tell myself until it's too high. And then I'll have to figure that out again. Um, <clears throat> but it's just what it is. Who knows how that whole tolerance thing works. Because there's some days where I'm like, oh, I can, I can just dab today. And then there's other days I take one dab and I just feel dizzy and sick. I'm like, oh, I guess I can't smoke weed today. I'm bad at it today. And then there's other days where I feel like a pro where I'm like, man, I wish I had some friends here so I could show them how good I am at smoking weed today. It's kind of like those days where you go skateboarding and like you're with the homies one day and you cannot land anything. And it's just like, you feel like you've never skateboarded before. And then you go out another day by yourself, like an hour early to warm up before everyone gets there. And you're just fucking throwing it down. You're like, I'm fucking pro dude. I'm about to be sponsored. Like who's then everyone rolls up and you suck again. You're like, this is dope. This is dope. Then I'm that guy that tells everybody how good I was doing when they weren't here. It's the definitely, that's the best. That's my favorite person to hang out with. So I loved being that guy. Um, dude, fucking growing up was crazy. Kids, uh, my friends used to make fun of me when I was younger skateboarding. They called me one foot because I could only land tricks with one foot. 
And then uh, they made fun of me so much and I was so sensitive that we stopped being friends for like nine months. And then I just, I think I told this before, but whatever. And then I just stood in my driveway and skateboarded for nine months and like went to Woodward Skate Camp and took it super serious and then started really getting good at skating. Then I got like a local like skate shop sponsorship with boards and stuff. And then like, I like saw them at school and I was like, you guys want to skate later? And they're like, oh no, dude, we're like, we don't like skate that anymore that much. <laughs> I was like, sick, sick. Then I was the only dude that skated in my whole group again. I was like, okay, so now it's like, I'm the only one that does this. So funny. I feel like that happened with World of Warcraft too. I was like super bad at it for like years. And then I started getting good at it and like running a guild and doing a bunch of PVE and PVP stuff. And then by the time I was good at it, like started like hitting up my, my friends from back in the day and they're like, oh no, we quit like two years ago. And I was like, dope, dope. I'm good now. I can play with you. Like <laughs> so fucking stupid. Uh, but I still love WoW. I still love skateboarding. Um, man, most of skateboarding these days has been happening with the fucking fingerboards. So those are fun though. I can't, I can't help it. I've been doing that since I was in fucking probably fifth grade. I've been probably playing with, and maybe it wasn't always a fucking tech deck, but sometimes it was just like a, a fucking ruler or a pencil or like if you get one of those like pencils and put one of those little like foam like things that you slide down the pencil it kind of works like grip tape and you can kind of pop off your leg and just like board slide your desk i did that for hours and then i dropped out in 10th grade so who knows i don't know what i'm talking about so maybe don't tech deck maybe pay attention um either way it's working out for me so far um <clears throat> but yeah i always say i dropped out and i did but i should preface that i did complete like technically complete high school and a partial of an associate's degree maybe i got my associates i don't even fucking know the paperwork's probably somewhere maybe it's not i have no idea um i didn't use it for anything i just like did culinary shit and did like just general studies because uh, i definitely thought i was going to be a cook i was like well i'm good i gotta get out of construction i want to be a chef because i used to love as a kid watching the food channel and stuff and um just trying to make shit i don't know weird kid but yeah, <clears throat> so I thought I was going to be a chef or something or work in restaurants. And I did work in restaurants for years, but um, there was just no money there for me or in the area I was in. If I was in a bigger city with opportunity, if I was like in a place where there was people that were innovating and trying to create new things and open new restaurants, I probably would have done better because I did live in New York City and I tried to do it, but I just wasn't financially stable enough or in the right spot. It just didn't work. I was too young. I was getting ahead of myself. I was in upstate New York where like things were like closing all around us. So like people were just trying to make menus that could like not make the restaurant go in the negative while still providing quality food to some level. So, you know, I just wasn't the right place. Wasn't the right time. Glass came out of nowhere. I never thought about that was gonna be a glass floor or anything when I was working in restaurants when I was in my early twenties. I just, I was just a stoner. I liked buying pipes, liked buying tubes and stuff like Never thought about that. Me actually making them. It's crazy. Did we? Um, I don't know if I ever told this story on here, but I'm sure most of you folks know it. And maybe I'll be really repetitive, but I've smoked enough hash, so I got excuses. But um, like the company, like Lamborghini, they were originally like a tractor company. They built tractors, and then the owner of Lamborghini, the tractor company, like bought a Ferrari. And there were some issues with the car, so he brought it back to Ferrari and they wouldn't fix it or couldn't fix it properly. I'm not sure the exact scenario, but essentially he couldn't get his Ferrari fixed. So what did he do? He was like, fuck it, if no one can fix it, I guess I'll just do it on my own. He made his own car and he started making these Lamborghini cars. Um, so like Lamborghini is the product of Ferrari not being able to take care of one of their customers, which is pretty crazy. I always wonder if that I'll do some shit like that. It's just say like I couldn't take care of someone. I think I take care of everyone though. But you know, who knows? Maybe I miss things. Um, I make an honest effort. But but yeah, like that's like for me, like that's kind of like how I got really really hooked on the idea of glass blowing. Was I like had all these cool like functional tubes and stuff and bubblers, bane, pull it together, tight, pull it together, bro. We got a couple more minutes left. Sorry about him. He's a high anxiety pup. He's German. You know, we're not sure what else to say about him. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, 
Fuck, dude. What the fuck was I talking about, Bane? Jesus. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on here. I was talking about something. Do you remember what I was talking about, Asia? Bro, you know what I was talking about? Fucking weed, bro. It's super dope. You ever smoke it? I did. It was good. Let's take a dab on the Titan. And I, Where are we even at, dude? We got to be pretty far into this. I've been ranting. 45? Okay. Enough time to get us all prepped. Because it takes about 15 minutes per dab to get your fucking nail clean and shit these days. It's a real... It's a real task. But yeah... Whatever I was talking about before, I'm sure it was like something interesting, but Bane had way more interesting things to say, so he interrupted me. But I'm excited this next Sunday sale, like I said, um, in a couple of my recent lives, because I've been doing lives on Instagram around 12 a.m. or 12:15 a.m., so around midnight. Um, we do a little sesh, take a couple dabs, answer some questions, talk about things. It's been pretty cool. Um, I talked about it on there, but I'm not going to do like this year, like any more like of the bigger pieces. I believe I think I'm going to try and just get like a lot of micros out and just 14 mils in color, like standards, double diffuse, like my, my, my regular designs, like my regular RBRs, but get them out in color and clear so that there's like more available glass for people like the affordable stuff. And there's just more available stuff, um, for this next drop. Uh, so people have the ability to scoop something for themselves or someone else for Christmas or whatever. Yeah. So we're going to do it early enough so that we can ship these before Christmas, but then I'll probably do a small pre-sale on top of that. That way anyone that missed out can make sure they get something, um, that will ship on December 20th. So it'll ship like a week after the sale. So it'll be a small pre-sale. Um, and, uh, but yeah, we'll figure that all out. That way I can try to have as much available as possible for people trying to get stuff for the holidays and then go into the new year, maybe do a prototype. Like I said, the prototype drop kind of idea of like one of ones and start testing the waters with some new products and find, um, I might set like, like how many RBRs I'm going to make, uh, per month and like kind of like post that, like this is what's going to be available each month for this year. Um, in theory, as long as nothing happens and then like that way I can schedule time to drop, uh, some other products too, because I, I'm looking for help, but I got to realize that like, even if I get help now, it's going to take me six months to a year to train them to be ready to actually help me make sections and everything. It takes a long time to get someone ready, um, and to actually help with work around here. So I have to be like proactive and think about it like, Hey, I have to find a way to um, manage my time better so I can play around with some other ideas and offer small drops of other stuff. And any of the new, new stuff I might make or drop is going to be very limited quantities. It'd be like less than 10 of each kind per year. And I'll be like, and I'm going to like date, number, sign everything. So there's going to start being probably a limited series available, new limited series um, of pieces and basically try to do like one of each per month so that way at the end of the year I maybe make like 10 of them or so but yeah lots of ideas to work towards gotta keep having ideas even if not all of them happen or I don't execute them all like it's kind of like important to keep just like thinking like that so you don't become stagnant um <clears throat> shit I'm trying to think how I should heat this up my dab right's been charging. How about that? Yes, sir. All right. Oh, man. This will be the one, though. This will be the one that really finishes me for the, the morning, afternoon time. I'll be just trying to hydrate and uh, eat food after this while I work so I don't fall over. Cause this hash is fucking strong. I cleaned this thing the other day. People are like, how do you clean it? It's like, dude, fucking in the bathtub. How do you think I clean it? Look at the size of the thing. I gotta clean it in the tub. I got a fucking little cup, pour water into it, warm up some alcohol, pour it into it. Drink, dump down the tub. Gotta lay this thing out, man. It's a big one. Sometimes I fill the tub, let it soak in there. 
you know? You gotta do what you gotta do. It's a tub is a big sink if you look at it, you know? Really, it's a perspective thing. It's a big ground sink, you know? That's how you can think about it. All right, so clearly, clearly I don't need to take this dab, um, but it's going to happen, and I'm excited. So I do have to pull over my uh, step, step up because this thing is so tall that to comfortably get a big hit on this, I need to be... You got to get your core tight. You know, this is a fucking workout, essentially. You got to get your body ready. You hit this wrong, you could have a hernia, pull a muscle. There's a lot of things that could go wrong, you know? So for safety, we need to make sure that I'm at the proper height here. So, uh, God, there's so much delivery and construction happening outside my house. You guys won't hear it, but we do. It's crazy. Perfect way to finish the episode, you know? <coughs> All right, yeah, this is the height. This is better. It's perfect. Okay. on torch having a moment shit no we got more torches see it's set up guys I told you it'd take at least 15 minutes to get this dab in between me talking and all the technical difficulties it's just what it is Fucking legs are killing me. I hate working out. It's so stupid. God, this torch is weak though. She's an oldie. I'm just gonna get low like this. I can keep that and maybe talk in the mic. Maybe. Yeah, this is cool. This is some high shit. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, working out's stupid. Uh, I've been doing it for three years. I've lost a bunch of weight and got really strong. But it's also stupid. Um, because if you don't work out for a week or you eat the wrong thing, it, it just, just goes away so quick. Months of work. It's wild. I don't understand it. It's okay though. <clears throat> wow. Look at this horrible flame. This is, we're still going to get the dab. I mean, it's just going to take a little longer for it to heat it up. It's a very fluffy flame. It's kind of working. happening don't mind me folks that's how you should heat up the titan you want to feel little next to it because then when you actually hit it you feel like you conquered something you don't want to stand above it as you heat it you want to give yourself the perspective as if you are going to uh, climb this mountain figure it out this is taking forever to heat up though and honestly the squat i'm doing right now is killing me as much as I work out, I am out of shape and fat. I don't understand. And it's not my trainer's fault. She is wonderful. I do what she says and I get strong. But it's I don't sleep enough. I think I'd be too powerful if I slept, though. It's, it's what I'm scared of. If I sleep too much, I become too powerful. Start, you know, being mean. Thinking, you know, getting, letting the ego get in the way. Oh, my God. I don't know if I can stand up now. I've lost blood to my ankles. They just feel cold. Maybe I have circulation problems. I probably gotta eat less meat. I don't know if that's actually an issue. Cause it's good meat. Oh. Just talking about things while we heat up the nail, folks. That's how my brain works all day, just thinking of pointless shit like that. Oh, I feel the blood rushing back into my legs. All right. This mic, that. <sighs> okay, let's smoke out of this. All 
I'm gonna be a real mess today, this morning. Just for a little bit. I'll be fine, but this thing always gets me because it makes you take the dab like really deep into your chest just because it's a lot of work to get it to function. Anyone that's like tried to hit this in person, some people can't even get it to stack and like drain. So yeah, it's smooth and like functions really good, but it's effort. It takes effort. It's not effortless. Almost there. Sorry. I'm like holding the dab right up to the nail. It's a, it's a process. Hmm. This is just like a relaxing way to just smoke and just try to appreciate the terps. Um, just take some time for yourself. Really easy to use. Just a just like a simple setup, you don't really have to do anything extraordinary out of the way to use. That's what's nice about it. Yeah, just, just simple, you know? Just simple, easy to store it. Uh, you put it wherever, honestly, it fits. It fits places. <coughs> well, I will tell you that it was smooth. It might be the amount of percolation, but I don't know. More tests need to be done which we'll continue to test here at Bearmont Studios daily. It's a, it's a tough job, rewarding, but tough. Someone's got to do it. Mm. I did not mean to drink down the mic like that, but wow, I needed it because that was something. really pleasant honestly like i have nothing to complain i thought that was gonna get me feeling a little bit like more like i don't know coughing more or something but that nail on there the that slurpee has great airflow if you guys have like a bigger piece even for, like from any artist or a piece that has a little restriction or if you have a recycler that you own from either me or anyone else that seems like it just doesn't like want to move enough water like get it now with a little more airflow try one of those slurpees um that airflow makes a huge difference for like recyclers and stuff or pieces that maybe have smaller like tubes thrown so they're already a restrictive piece. But it's all preference at the end of the day. Everybody hits pieces a little differently. Everyone has a certain um, <clears throat> preference of how they want it to feel when they're smoking it. So I like the higher airflow stuff, but it's all preference. Wow, what an episode. All over the place. Fun though. Appreciate all you folks that made it this far, hung out. Um, get back and I'm promoting these. I didn't promote them for a little bit and people thought I stopped doing it. I was like, and then they realized like, Oh, you have like four episodes I haven't seen. I was like, yeah, bro. I just wasn't posting about it. Cause I've just been so like, life's been so crazy, but it's never not going to be crazy. I just got to find better ways to balance and deal with things. So working on it. Whew. Episode 78. This was nice. Don't forget to check out bmsglass.com. Also, too, if you want to check out and get yourself a Ridge wallet or someone for the holidays, you can get 15% off right now. Just use promo code RBR at checkout at ridge.com. Um, also, Evan Shore, the nails. I was just talking about the Slurpees. Whoa. Those are available on his website. Link in my bio on Instagram. But it's like sundwellersglass, I believe, dot com. Uh, or you can just go to the link in his bio off his Instagram, Evan Shore. Uh, but yeah, they have the Slurpees available on there. Check them out. They have the RBR ones, Baron Studio ones available. <clears throat> so a bunch of different things. Wow, I'm starting to get way more stoned now, actually. So yeah, maybe it's like a slow burn on that one. You know, took it deep, extra smooth, but now it's creeping up on me. Hope you guys have a great day. I got a lot of work ahead of me. I'm going to try and pull myself together. I needed this episode today. It was fun. I had to just chill and vent. And, uh... 
I'm interested to watch it back myself and see what the fuck I talked about because I don't remember. Smoke too much terps. Have a great day, everybody. This is the What's Up Everybody podcast, episode 78. Have a great day.